I think I was like seven or eight years old. Okay. And and I, I pushed for it and I went to school and like everybody in my class was like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this? You know? Oh my gosh. Welcome to Fresh Takes by Total Expert, designed to get you up, get you moving, and propel your business forward. Hit the pavement with us as we connect you to financial services experts, get their take on the state of the industry, and leave with actionable insights. Here's your host, Total Expert Chief Customer Officer, Sue Woodard. Hey everybody, it is Sue Woodard here. It is great to have you with us for another episode of Fresh Takes, and today I am so excited for today's guest. So I hope you've got your sneakers on and you're out taking a walk because you're going to be walking fast during this episode. We have the one, the only Paul Gelati from Pinnacle Home Loans. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Sue. Yes, have your walking shoes on. We're going to have you running, right? We're going to have you running by the end here. So yes, um, let's dive into it. But before we do, you barely need any introduction, Paul, but I am going to read the full introduction because it's just, you've just done a lot of really exciting and impressive things, but you are the Chief Operating Officer of Pinnacle Home Loans, where you remain focused on helping organizations structure and streamline complex projects into easy to implement procedures that raise your productivity in the overall bottom line. With your extensive background working with all size corporations, you have meticulously cultivated talent and streamlined company structure while consistently encouraging your team members and growing the revenue, growing that bottom line. Your management roles demonstrate leadership and creativity through marketing and operational strategy implementation, leading to successful outcomes across the industry. Mm, thank you very much. It's all about the talent. It's all about our team and who it's we have with us. Always about the team, always about the talent. And I'm so thrilled that you're with us today because we've got a lot of good stuff to dive into. But I know you've listened to some of our episodes, Paul. And so you know that we like to do a little table talk card just to kind I've of been, mix yes. things up before we uh, mine. I'm very before excited. we dive into it. I actually, I can't help myself. I have to revisit one of my favorites. So I'm going to ask you, what embarrassing fashion trend did you used to rock? Ah, that's a great question. I love fashion. I know you're a fashionable guy. I wish everybody could see what I'm seeing. He's fashionable, fashionable background. It's like, you know, it's incredible. So talk yeah. to me. What was your what was your embarrassing fashion trend? Well, it, uh, you know, I would have to say it would be the um, kind of that era of the parachute pants with the, you know, the Michael Jackson thing, right? With the red um the red leather jacket with the, the flaps and the studs and the metal on yes, it. The zippers. The zippers. I remember going to school with a white glove, just one white glove. You, and you did not. I, and I, I don't know if I'm dating myself or not, but I was like in fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade, and I loved it. And honestly, I don't know if I'd bring the white glove back, but you know, the jacket? The jacket, we I could bring that, that back. I could do yeah. that, yeah. In that same... We're around the same age. I think I'm a little older than you, but in that same era, because I sure remember the parachute pants and whatnot, there was a lot of pinning of our pants at the bottom too. Do you remember that? Right. The safety oh. pinning? Mm -hmm. The safety pinning and then you'd peg it, like you'd pull it yeah. together. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. so What's whole thing, we are, like, I don't even know, but we're super dating ourselves right now. I can tell you that. So let's uh, let's dive in and kind of pin all this together. Uh, we've got a lot of great topics to cover today. And we're really talking today about creating a culture of change and change management, which I know is just so important to you and you've done so incredibly well. Every time we talk, you're not just talking about the change that you're making for the customers that you're working with, but also inside your company. So when we when we do talk about 
customer experience and really that holistic customer journey, it does start within your organization and your company culture, right? I mean, you got to have the right culture inside the company to make the right culture and experience happen for your customers. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what are some of the, the really pivotal shifts that you think lenders need to make to set their team up for success in order to deliver that standout customer service like you do at Pinnacle. You know what? This is such a great conversation um, and topic because I feel like it's really healthy. Um, I feel like it's a win-win for everybody that's involved in this concept. The, the, the customer experience is an external expression of the internal culture, right? And so here's where I like to talk about the importance of being aligned um, together as an organization and not just in, you know, singular silo departments, not just in operations or sales and marketing, but aligned together. And when this happens, um, and only when this happens, I feel then the customer's journey is aligned and authentic to the internal culture. And it creates this dimensional parallel experience. Mm -hmm. And that energy that's felt when that momentum occurs, um, this is this is to me is flow, right? And this is when it gets really exciting. And when I said this, you know, be, when we started, it's really healthy to do this because it becomes this almost this naturalism. Right. And you know what I visualize when I think about this is when you're when you when you hear a trumpet in a in a symphony and you hear the trumpet alone and it's you know it's a beautiful sound, right? This is by a trained person. And it, and you and you sit back and you're thinking, you know, wow, this this is um it's a beautiful sound. And then the whole trumpet or the whole horn section, sorry, comes in. And it becomes a magnificent sound. Yeah. And then each piece drops in string, piano, and you sit back and drums and, and boom, there's where you feel the magic. There's yeah. where you hear everything working together in a symphony. And so that the audience feels that, right? And yep. the, the orchestra feels that. And to me, that's where you need to concentrate on um, that authentic journey and experience. Does that make sense, Sue? It makes total sense. And, and the thing that I love about what you're talking about is one can't happen without the other. You can't create an amazing customer experience, an amazing customer journey um, without having that um, al internal alignment, right? That that internal yeah. coordination and, and a really good um, experience internally as well. And so I think that that just, it makes perfect sense. Um, I would ask you before we, you know, shift to our next topic for people listening to you, they might be feeling like, oh man, that sounds awesome. You know, all of that with the symphony, but where do I start? I mean, if somebody's just saying, man, I'm not, I'm not sure that I've got it all orchestrated internally in the way that I need to, to have the external thing happen for the customers, where would you advise that they start? You got you piece it off one by one. You pick it off one by one, and it will all come together. You know, you you start with you can start with a singular person who's got a voice in a in a certain department, um, who you maybe is looked up to, and, and and you almost take them as allowing them to be the leader on the you know with the boots on the ground, right? Um, that's where I would start. 
I would, and, and it's got to roll down, right? So it's got to be from every, your leadership team has got to have that alignment. Um, as leaders, we have to stay at the pulse of what's occurring in our internal culture, as well as what's, you know, occurring out there with our consumer mm -hmm. in, in the industry, but your leaders have got to stay at that pulse. There, there's no leader out there, and I'm sure you can attest to this, that shouldn't completely understand what the culture is about and what shifts need to be made within the culture. I love that. It's brilliant. You start with that trumpet soloist, you go to the horn section, and then you, <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. So I want to um, tie back to, um, there was a recent interview that I heard you did with the Mortgage Bankers Association, where you talked about creating a cultural mindset of curiosity and openness to keep up with the rising demand in the market. And so considering that 75% of U.S. employees don't plan to stay at their job for more than five years, according to there was a, a talent report, uh, how have you tackled this head on at Pinnacle? Um, so there's a lot of fun, creative ways you can do this, right? You know, off the top, I we hold, um, and you are a part of it, one of them, we hold uh, several internal conferences. Um, and so, you know, we keep our team abreast with communication as to as to what we're doing with technology and innovation. But we also literally have creative conferences. Um, and most and the creative conferences are for anybody that wants to join as operations people and administrative people and finance people and salespeople. It's all of us coming together and talking about how can you be creative at your company or I'm sorry, in your, in your, in your function, how can you be creative at what you do? You know, as you were talking about those numbers that the, and I think I mentioned this in the MBA's interview, um, the demands in the industry are real and those demands will stay around even after this current refi boom has started to slow down and we can all take a breath and, you know, kind of regroup. Right. right. But regardless of those market conditions or capacities within a lender, we have this, con we have to continually attune to what our team needs and what the consumer needs at the same time, mm -hmm. as we were talking about before, about having this authentic journey experience dimensionally for everyone. Um, while we're doing this, we have to ensure that we're, that we're resourced as companies and have flexibility to respond to those market needs. Mm -hmm. And that flexibility comes from being resourced, right? And so as lenders, we have to look forward to what's occurring in the future in our industry, what the consumer needs, and then take do an assessment and, and see what our team looks like and see what the resources are that the team exhibits, what they have. And I think this is becoming more and more important, Sue. We have to... We have to take a look and see how we can create diversity and we have to take a look and see how our, wh how we can drive different ideas, mm -hmm. uh, different thoughts and different experiences. Um, right. You know, our industry is really interesting to me. It's, it's so important to everyone, right? What we do, the mortgage industry, providing finance, how many people, what are the, I don't even know what the statistics are of that have a mortgage or have had a mortgage. Mm -hmm. but if you look at our industry, the lack in diversity in ideas and, and culture is mind boggling to me. And the fact that our industry concentrates on training, robust training, 
which is very situational, as opposed to education, providing education about our industry to anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, I think that's a missing link. And, and so I many ask. I agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. I, I was talking to somebody recently. It was uh, somebody coming right out of college. And they were asking the question of, why is no one talking about the mortgage industry in colleges? There's all kinds, people are talking about all different kinds of industries. And I heard about, you know, working at investment banks and I heard about CPA mm -hmm. and I heard about engineering, but I've never heard somebody talk about coming into the mortgage industry. And you start to wonder, why is that? Because yeah. why, I think there's a reason it took us a little while to make our shift into the, you know, into the more digital age, uh, partly because <laughs> I think we weren't, you know, we're not pulling in, I don't think enough, uh, to your very good point, um, thinking creatively, pulling in enough diverse talent to say, hey, can we look at things in a little different way? And we're starting to get better, but I would agree with your assessment. We've got a long ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's time to educate to educate our community and society. And, and if you sit back and think about what that will do, um, you know, bringing new fresh blood, so to speak, into the industry, yep. pulling from, you know, different experiences. But, you know, it's interesting. And I was wondering if you were gonna pull this card. Um, you know, if you think about, when I when I was a kid, and don't laugh at me, I wanted I to be I a might, shrink but... or a CPA. What was it? A shrink psychologist or CPA. So, so similar to each other. Sure. You and I? <laughs> no, a shrink or a CPA. Oh, so they're two yeah. totally different things. Right, like, right. But okay. my purpose was that that will help you in your life. Like if you understand the psychology of people and you can help people, right, then you'll become a, a better person for it. And obviously right. everybody needs a CPA. And, and then I would understand my finances more. So it goes back to that. We've got this, we've got this product, you know, an, an actual product that everybody uses, but we don't educate people about it. So That's right. if we started educating people about how many more homeowners from a diverse yeah. group of people would there That's be? Right. How do we help our communities better by educating even further? So, so let's, I want to shift to talking, you know, again about your employees, because I just feel like you've done such a good job of this at Pinnacle. And so when you look at that em employee empowerment and engagement to be doing things like you're talking about, to really, truly plug into, to education, um, I know there was a, a, a stat I saw recently about how um, employees who are engaged and inspired are 125% more productive than just a satisfied staffer. It was from a, a company called Bain and Company. So as you look at you know the, the great culture that you have, um, where do you draw your inspiration for your company culture that it ultimately leads to that, that internal team that you have that is that is driving that customer uh, experience and satisfaction? Um, you know, I think it's really important. And this is what I, 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 I will say I try to do as much as possible. Everybody slips up every now and again, right? Um, but I, I, draw my, I draw my inspiration from my passions and my purpose. Um, you know, I, I, reach for, I, I reach to continually better myself. Um, and that's kind of the very foundation of our company culture. You know, I've been at Pinnacle for a short amount of time, and only in a two-year period, I've promoted within our company, I would, I would estimate probably 35% of the team members. Wow. And that promotion is because I, I, I pull that out to my team. Let's, let's continually learn. Let's continually grow. Um, 
and and that's my own passion and it it crosses over to my concept of home work life integration you know yep. i look at my beautiful children i can almost well up starting to cry just thinking about them and i you know we sit down and we talk about what did you learn how did you grow what did you do today what made it better um yeah you know, and, and and so it's really important to bring that also into work because that that provides this it's you it's it's authentic and people can feel that i think yeah well, and you're so, you're so passionate about so many things. And I love to just even, you know, listen to you talk about your family because I know how passionate yeah. you are about your family, about your team, about the industry, about all these things that we're talking about. I know you, um, and I don't know if you want to give a little sneak preview. If you don't, you can tell me and we'll edit it out. But I don't know if you want to give a little sneak preview about some of the just cool things that you're working on, some of the uh, kind of um, special projects, you might say. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind saying that I, I'm working on uh, – we're, we're cre I'm creating a nonprofit organization that's um, looking to change some of the subjects that we were talking about. That's, that's providing education to people, a solid foundation education for free um, to people who have a diverse group. Uh, a, 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 a diverse background, excuse me, and, and who may not have a career path. And, and we're supporting them and providing them something that they never thought they could have, never thought that they could do. It didn't even cross their mind that this industry, that this amazing world out there existed. And I can't wait to go live with it because I, I think it's going to it's going to change people's lives and it's going Absolutely. to drive that passion. Yeah, I know we've talked about it a little bit before, so I know a little bit more, but I'm excited for for what's to come. And so if you're not already following Paul on, on social, definitely do that so you can keep up with all his cool stuff. So before we wrap up, Paul, I always love to end with um, just a real tactical thing for folks listening. I mean, because again, they got their walking shoes on, they're running fast now. Yeah. But if you're going to leave them, if they walk away, so to speak, with one action item that you would say, get back in front of your desk and do this right now, what would you recommend that that action item would be? Uh, well, so maybe it's not behind your desk, right? Because it's more of Fair a enough. mindset, right? Fair enough. Um, and, and I really learned this over the past couple of years, and this is what is driving that nonprofit organization. Have the courage to be innovative and be aligned with your purpose and your vision. Be who you are because then your passion comes through and with that passion is your energy and that you'll you will create momentum and you will be rolling um be authentic be be who you are because you know you can i love that i love that those are beautiful words words to close with so paul thank you so much for being on with me today i just really appreciate your time ah uh, thank you sue this has been a blast Yes. And I, we just, you know, we a total expert, obviously, your family, and we love what you're doing over at Pinnacle. Um, you are living out that motto of lending with you in mind. That's what this is all about. So wonderful, wonderful. And so for all of you listening, hopefully you had a great walk out there, got some fresh air along with your fresh takes. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of Fresh Takes. Bye, everybody. I love it. Oh, we always have so much talk with. fun. You're so good. You always, like I said, I, I feel inspired. I get a little choked up listening to you talk about your own kids. <laughs> like it's just, um, and I am super excited to see um, you know, just for the nonprofits.